0: What's up everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I basically went to say, hey, and what's up in the same exact breath and it came out before you even heard me talk. So reasons why I should definitely be a podcast host, but I digress. Wanted to say hello. Hope your week is going well. We are at the end of the week. That's normally when I post these and when I come on here and kind of talk to you in real time as I kind of reflect on the episode that I'm about to post and what I learned from it and how it always coincidentally or for the right reasons, right? Um goes with how we're feeling right now even though this episode was uh recorded a little while ago. Um like I said, with launching a podcast it's we really did try to bust out episodes early on and have this content for you all and It's so exciting because as we keep you know sharing this and it it doesn't matter what time we did the episode, it always comes back around to be able to be helpful, no matter the time and I'm so excited because what we have coming is just as good as what we've already done. And it's just exciting to see our list of guests coming up, people that are coming back on the show, and ways that we can all uh, come together even more. Um, Sam and I also have a ton of ideas as far as maybe if you're hearing a lot of my story as far as rebuilding and all these movements I've been doing, and we talk a lot about the low back and the core and how I've really just focused on Casey in this last year to rebuild myself uh, in all aspects, right? Um, How you can work with us, how we can be your coaches. We're looking to maybe doing a program. We're looking to doing things that you can really be working hand-in-hand with us in all areas. And I'm just excited because this podcast has launched a lot of ideas and a lot of ways we can work together. So I appreciate your support as always. um, Today's episode, I'm so excited. So this is my friend Amanda. Her and I have honestly, we've been friends since we were in middle school We were friends back in the day, very good friends. I remember going to one of her dance recitals and we talk about it in this episode when we reminisce a little bit, but I remember going to one of her dance recitals whenever we were younger and she ended up moving schools. So that's kind of where I guess we would, you could say not in a bad way, just kind of lost touch because she went to a different school district. But Amanda was always one of those people that, and I said this in the show as well, that you could really just be your full self with, even at a young age. I think it's really rare to find friends that mentally can accept people, right, in all areas, in all ways, and I never felt judged or I could just be Amanda's friend and there was never a worry about what she thought about me or me making her upset or it just was such an authentic friendship. And it's no surprise that Amanda has just been able to transform and help so many people in her own life and start her own business. And she is so accepting and inclusive in her business. And it's so inspiring and right up my alley as well. So what does Amanda do? Amanda used to run what was called Girl Power Projects. And she based or she's based out of Pittsburgh, where I'm obviously from, too. And they would do events and bring people together and talk about mental health and stigmas and just, you know, they would do yoga and then they would do fitness and then they would do painting. And then it was just one of the coolest combinations of everything and have these amazing speakers from all backgrounds. And actually what really inspired me to reach back out to Amanda and really reconnect was she hosted a virtual workshop and we talk about it in the episode during i believe it was the summer because i remember being outside in the sun and sitting outside for this and or maybe like early 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 summer and it was during a time when in 2020, I was very much struggling with finding my own way and rebuilding and feeling, you know, rundown in symptoms and finding doctors and figuring out what my path was going to be. And this popped up as in a virtual event. And to come, I really just wanted to be in the background, right? Like I just wanted to be, I didn't want to have a name. I didn't want to have a face. I just wanted to be there and be someone who was in this workshop as a consumer, right? And so I'm listening to these stories by these amazing women and we're all, everyone's opening up about just how they're all feeling during this time and different things we can do to help ourselves. And it was, it was an all day thing. I remember sitting outside in the sun and just taking it in and opening up towards the end, whenever they were kind of asking questions and Amanda really, I told her, has no idea what that day did for me. And a lot of times it takes stepping out of your comfort zone and just being like, I'm going to sign up for this and I'm going to do it. And it completely shifted my mentality. It made me so hopeful um, just to hear other women's stories and how they all were, you know, moving forward um, at different paces and what we could do. And it was just one of the best days. Um, So I really hope that you get out of this just as much as i got out of talking to amanda and what she does now they've kind of transitioned their uh, their business that she started and it used to be girl power projects now it's gather and grow company so gather x grow co on instagram and essentially a community for women all inclusive community seeking personal and professional growth and authentic friendship. So she's been doing virtual gatherings. She's been doing, she just, she's just so good, right? Like you can see all of her like social media posts are very uh, appealing to the eye. She's just, she's just so good. Her vibe is right up my alley. And she also does, and she's going to be leading groups in person going on camping trips and just holding space for women. And that's always back in the day when we did glow retreat and Heather's on this podcast as well. We talk about how we, you know, how to retreat for women and, and what that did for us. And, and that authentic friendship is so true. When you all just let that wall down and open up truly what that can do for you. So you're going to get so much out of Amanda's story, why she started her business, what led her to start the business, how it's transitioned through, um, she's a, she's a mom, she's a wife, she's just an entrepreneur of all trades. And I'm so excited to have her on this show. So make sure to follow her. All of her information will be below in the show notes. And Amanda, we love this conversation with you. You are a rockstar and I can't wait to have you back on the show. And thank you to my co co host, Heather. Um, Who always brings such an enlightening perspective to our podcast? We love having her on here. So hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week, and make sure to give Amanda a follow, and just read, just be ready to accept what this episode brings. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. So it's fine, but um, Casey Brown here. I'm here joined by my girl Heather Waxman, who is one of my co-hosts here on True to You chats, and. (laughs) <laughs> sorry water mm. <laughs> choking on a cracker I just had um and then by Miss Amanda and I have known Miss Amanda for long long time <clears throat> long- yes. I'm still choking on this <laughs> hold on <laughs> I'm not even kidding it's like right here little- it wouldn't
1: be a true to you chat without a little bit of drama
0: just a little yeah. super dramatic and I also about to pour my my coffee because it was it was steeping while I was waiting because you know at mid at midnight at midnight I drink coffee at noon I drink my coffee when I'm home after my morning client so we're just gonna make it official and pour this and try not to get it all over my computer so I've known Miss Amanda for oh my god Amanda since we were
2: what seventh grade I think
0: was it seventh grade when we like, like merged schools together? Grade? Yeah. Okay. So Amanda and like, i will just like a little intro of Amanda. And then like, we're just going to, we're just going to get going. Cause this is the first time Heather and Amanda are meeting. And I wanted to bring Heather on because I feel like these two people just need to meet like every time, like Heather's such a big part of my life. And then having and bringing on these guests that I am so lucky to know, like on a friendship level um, and they just vibe with Heather too. And I just think like, I just love. I love connecting people. It's like something that I really I love, love to do. You're so, so gifted at, at it too. Oh, Thanks. You attract that's really so nice great people into your life. <laughs> that's like so nice. That's like a compliment to yourself. So that's really good. Um, so <laughs> You attract really great, good-looking people into your life, Casey, So Always here
1: for the subtle narcissism.
0: <laughs> yes, it's, it's Perfect. Um, but yeah, so Amanda and I, background story, Amanda and I are, we've been friends since like seventh grade. I have a very vivid memory of, um, going to a dance competition with Amanda. Like we were way oh. young and I remember like going to one of your competitions with you and like spending a day with your mom and your sister and your mom's like the sweetest. And like, we just like, I don't know. We just, I just remember that day for some reason of all the days I love we've that. spent friends but I remember going to like your competition with you and being like oh, I'm the friend going to the competition and like I, I loved, love that. I was a former dancer years and years ago I stopped when I was like 13 because soccer kind of took over but I love like I know people probably hate recitals because they're so long but like I loved like going to dance recitals and watching and sitting and I yeah. just I don't know it's a very vivid memory I have with Amanda and I will say that Amanda is, and I felt this way I've known you for so long now, like, just one of the most kind-hearted people oh. Her energy is, your energy is amazing Amanda, like, when I just remember it from like, being young, and being like you, I always felt very comfortable with you, very comfortable being your friend, and you never were judgy or how, like, young girls can be, like, it was, yeah. you were always just a really good friend, and I think and then that means so much Oh, you're welcome, but I mean it, and so um, Amanda ended up, and we can talk about this more cause you're gonna remember more of the dates than I would but Amanda ended up switching schools. So we were like in the same school and then she moved. And so I think that just kind of led to a little bit of a, like a separation, not in a bad way but it was like, we didn't go to the same yeah. school together. We knew what each other was up to. And then I kinda came into like around college time. And when like we started Instagram and things like that I feel like I started to reconnect with Amanda in a really awesome way, because I was seeing
2: what she was doing.
0: Like she was doing some really amazing things. And so I really want to talk about all of that today, but I want to give a little background on how we know each other. Um, If you remember any more details than I do, please feel free to say them while you introduce yourself to all of our friends here. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Wait, are we recording now? Yes, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! Like when we push record, oh, I we so are sorry. recording. We are recording. So make sure the headphone with the little thing is by you, because then I'll be able to hear your voice better. Oh my god, I love Amanda. There it is. That's your <laughs> mic right there, girl. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, I'm getting a little bit good. of Casey feedback. Sorry.
1: No, good. no it's not you. Good, good.
0: Yeah, that's so much better. So go ahead, Amanda. The floor is yours. We are okay. recording, girlfriend. <laughs>
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, so I'm Amanda. I've known Casey since we were in seventh grade, which is so crazy. And I could honestly say the same exact things that you said about me, about you, because I feel like of course, but I mean you've opened up about this, you know, personally on your, your Instagram and social media, just how difficult being a teenager in middle school is and you know, that's, it really is like the route to like some issues that we face as adults now, you know, like working back and looking back on like that inner child and where, you know, these, um, these things that we deal with as adult females like started. So it's really, it's really nice to remember friends <laughs> from that time who were supportive mm-hmm. and who weren't falling in that like bully category, you know, because like a lot of very young, Middle school girls can be like that, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. But you're a good egg, so I ah, thanks, Amanda. <laughs> We're yeah, good eggs um, around here. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, a little intro about me. Hmm, let's see. So I'm Amanda. I live in Pittsburgh. I am a publicist and freelance marketer. A mom, and I run a women's collective called Girl Power Projects, which I'm sure we'll dive into today. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait. um. Yay. Yeah. We just celebrated our three years about two weeks ago, which is so crazy to think about. Um, it's been a journey. There's been so many pivots and so many twists and turns, but I I can honestly say that I've never felt more aligned and connected to the community than I do right now, which is, you know, we're living in a pandemic, so it's, it's very odd to say, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So and a couple in, of weeks
0: ago, a couple, well, actually it was more than a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my God, that feels like a couple of weeks ago, but Amanda had led, I think this is what also kind of really brought me back to like, just uh, like us reconnecting in a way was like, when you hosted, um, it was like, I think it was a Sunday, soul mm-hmm. Sunday, was it called something like self-love that? Self-love Sunday. Self-love yes. Sunday it was something around there. Right. So Amanda had hosted through her, through her business, this, um, self-love Sunday and, I during that time, and I've opened about up, up about it on the blog as to what led me to start a podcast anyways, was I was struggling so bad at that moment when we all were just completely shut down, shut off, and had to pivot, but didn't know where to pivot. And I was coming up with all of these issues that I had been not been throwing under the rug for so many years. And I was in a really vulnerable place. And so I reached out to my friend Sam, who's another co host on our podcast who, for like my physical symptoms, but then I started to find things that I wanted to devote more time to that I wasn't able to do before that because of the go, go, go lifestyle. So when that popped up as an option, when was that, Amanda? What month was that? It was
2: in June and sorry, I actually had to unplug my headphones for a second because I No, you're good. Um, So I'm just talking to the mic like this, but- um, You're fine. Yeah, it was in June, which is so crazy to think about because that feels like it was just a few weeks ago and it was four months ago. Isn't that crazy?
0: It's insane. And I remember it was a beautiful day. Like it is today where we, where I am at least right now, it is like blue sky and 70 and it's a beautiful day. And I remember sitting out, laying out in the grass and like setting up my little towel area and being like, I am in, I am a, uh, what do you want to call it? A, um, a participant today. Like, I feel like so often with all of us, Heather included, like Heather and I have, have done so many, uh, you know, um, oh my gosh, like retreats and workshops and everything. And we often don't get a chance to be the participant. And so I was really like, all right, Casey, you're just going to stay quiet in the back and like be a little square on the screen and just like take everything in and everything. And then there were a couple questions that came up that I really felt, uh, like that I was able to open up about like what I was feeling at the time in my life and that was such an amazing day for me so I just want to say thank you because you obviously led that initiative and you're the people that you had speak and the the stories that they told and all of this was just so amazing and that was a very big helpful thing for me at the time so I wanted to put that out there first but those are things that Amanda is doing and So maybe we can dive into because I'm even curious since there was a time where we, you know, I didn't really didn't know what everyone was kind of doing anyway. We're all in our own little grind mode, right? Where like what led for you after high school? What was the next step? Like give me like Heather and I are like we like the the nitty like nitty gritty like give me the details of like what led you to just starting wanting to start your own business, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh my goodness. So um, after high school, I. I mean, I obviously knew I was more creative minded than, you know, like logical math science stuff. So I went to college for journalism and public relations and, um, you know, knew that that's something that I wanted to do. So once once graduating, I got my foot in the door, um, working in the music industry. So which is so that's, it's so weird to think about now. But about 10 years ago, I was like, Hustling and grinding and hopping from music festival to music festival um, with some of my clients um, as their publicists, which it was a very on-the-road gypsy lifestyle, which was so fun. However, um, once I decided, you know, to settle down, get married, have a family, that wasn't really the life I was looking to live. You know, I still love going to concerts, Uh I still love going to festivals, it's a fun time, but just every weekend on the road, not does not really working with a child. So um, (laughs) just doesn't make sense. But um so I decided to um try my hand at running my own business, you know, freelance PR and marketing. And it it kicked off really well. You know, I launched the month after my daughter was born. Um, which, you know, allowed me to kind of take on clients as, as I felt comfortable because I did have a newborn baby. Um, so I could, I can manage my workload, which felt really comfortable. However, I had no idea. Obviously you, you guys know this, just all of the ins and outs that go into starting your own business. I mean, accounts, <laughs> lawyer things, and just LLC websites, everything. I mean, it's just a lot. So I kind of took that first year just to get get my freelance PR and marketing business up off the ground. Um, and what led to Girl Power Projects from there is, you know, being a new mom. And honestly, I'm the I'm, I'm the first of all my friends to even have a child. Um, it got pretty lonely. You know, I was a stay at home, work from home mom. I didn't have any mom friends. I kind of felt like I was in a different, a much different season than a lot of my friends from high school and college um, because I was, you know, the first of my friends to to have a baby and it got really lonely. So I was like, I know I'm not the only person feeling like this. I know that this is probably a similar feeling that women who are city trampl- trans- transplants also feel, maybe women mm-hmm. who are right out of post-grad, um, So I was like, I'm just going to gather a group of women that I know and put it out there and see if people want to meet for happy hour once a month. And I did it. I called it Girl Power Pittsburgh. And it has obviously evolved from there. But here we are three years later. It's so crazy.
0: Yeah. And go a little, I love it so much. And go just a little bit deeper as to like where. Yeah, there's my husband. (laughs) Heather said hi. I have my headset sets in. So he didn't hear you at all, but Okay. waving like this, like this. Um, so what I want to dive into is where, where did Girl Power come from? Like, what was, what was like the driving force for you that made that feel good? Like, what was, like, was there any specific, you know, background story to what led to naming it that? Or uh, like, you felt like something was missing that there, you know, because all of us tend to, when we start our own business, tend to want to fill a void because we think that because we think that something's like we're like oh we could do that not only I'll say better but it's there's this little piece of like sliver that I can fill in that gap so what yeah. did you I see you making all these fingers you're like yes 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 so tell me what <laughs> tell absolutely. me what that was for you yeah absolutely um, so
2: there was an instance that um, really Was the driving point. Um, So being in PR and marketing, you know, I, I like to have my clients, you know, mixing and mingling with obviously people in the press, the media, local bloggers, all of that fun stuff. So at the time, three years ago, there were, there was a group of bloggers in Pittsburgh who would meet up, they do photo shoots, they'd have happy hours, events, all of that fun stuff. So I emailed the woman in charge and asked if I, as a publicist, could come and meet some of these bloggers, introduce them to some of my, so I could use their contacts to um, use their contact information and introduce them to my clients. Um, At the time, I was working with a few local restaurants who were opening. So obviously having people with social media followings come, enjoy the food, all of that good stuff is a good look, you know, obvious, (laughs) obvious press and publicity. So. Um, the woman emailed me back and told me that I was not allowed to come because I'm not a local blogger, which is fine. You know, I can be, I can take no, it's not a big deal, but right. I felt like it was, you know, these were being so heavily promoted, but it felt so like mean girl, <laughs> you know what it's like, you're Yes. Not, like, hey, here's all of us that were doing this. It's so heavily promoted, but it's also invite only. And I was Yes. It rubbed me the wrong way. All I wanted to do was like give the bloggers in Pittsburgh free food and beverages for a night, whatever. So yeah. I was just like, you know, this kind of reminds me of high school and it was, I don't know, just rubbed me the wrong way. So I decided, you know, um, th- there needs to be some type of gathering or community of women who come together just to make adult female friendships you know it's it's less about handing out biz cards and you know wearing name tags and more about really cultivating true friendships as an adult which can be very very difficult i mean i'm i'm sure you guys can attest to this you know moving to a new city or you know just graduating college and it gets lonely because you know your friends are in all different spots in the country or doing different things um so it's hard. It's hard to make friends as an adult, um, especially as a female adult. So I just decided, you know, let's let's throw this together. Let's host a happy hour. Really, no agenda, um, and it's it's been great. It's been great. I like to call ourselves, you know, like the anti networking <laughs> networking group. <'cause> I, <laughs> hate, I hate yes. the word networking. It just feels really icky to me. It feels like you know someone wants to network which means they they just want your contact and that's about it you know it doesn't really it's all kind of surface level so I like to call us the anti-networking network group if that makes any sense but yeah here we are today it's crazy three years
0: that's amazing and like I was like so many things were coming up with with that for me and I'm sure Heather and I wonder if like Heather wants to elaborate on this but when we so heather and i are in that same boat like we years ago ran two glow retreats we called them glow retreats and with our other friend katie and we felt the same way like it was like we wanted to go somewhere heather and i are in the blogging space we've been to these events and you you know you're in there somewhere you're like this is all about connection i love it and then there's other things i've been to where I felt like I have, I won't say anywhere I was or anything, but I was at one, one time by myself, talk about like being vulnerable, right? Like by myself, nobody was going with me. I took a train to a different city, you know, like for on my way, like I'm by myself and I know nobody and I get there and it was literally like, I was being like eating, like it was eating me up inside. Like I was like, some of these people in this room are think that I should know who they are. And I have no idea who they are. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what this girl is or what this girl is, but I'd like to get to know you. Like, I'm more of like, Hey, where are you from? Like, my name's Casey. Like, you know, I felt like I was five years old again. And some of the girls you could tell just did not want to be friends with other people. They came in their group. They stayed in their group. They got what they were going to do. They were getting paid to be there which we all were, but it was, it, like, like were you really embracing that moment? Like, I was like, I'm here. I'm going to get a good workout. I'm going to, like, con- you know, connect with the people that brought me here. And there were some things that were just being said around me. And I was like, where? This is, this makes me sad. Because as an influencer, quote, unquote, or someone who's out here trying to connect with people, that. Is something that holds so true to me is like, I wanna be around people that just wanna connect with wow. each other. And then it's really awesome if we can have a contact that works for each other, like, because wow. I now trust you, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think that when Heather and I did our retreats, we were like, we just want to have a good time and like get deep and like connect with people. And that's something that like, I have been to my share of networking events. I have been to my share and there are some that are better than others. There are some where I'm like, oh, okay, I actually got like a good vibe from this or whatever. And then some where it's like, give your one minute speech of what you do. And I'm like panicking, like they're not going to know who I am in one minute. Like I'm going to ramble and, and spill coffee everywhere. Like that's what I do in one minute. So it's like, <laughs> It's very it. This world can be very overwhelming, and that being like finding friends is a is a real life situation when you're post whatever year you are because everyone's in a different stage of their life. So actually, connecting is just huge. So I don't know if Heather wants to elaborate on that because her and I have been through the blogs, the blog sphere. We've seen both ends, right? Like beautiful things and also times where you're like is this person walking on water? Like we are, you know what I mean? And so it just, it can go, it can go both ways. Yeah.
1: It's so wild because that whole time feels like a lifetime ago. Like as you're both speaking about it, I'm like, oh yeah. Like that was a thing. I had a blog called For the Love of Kale 10 years ago. Like, oh my God, that's so wild. Um, Yeah. You know, I feel like, um, What you're doing, Amanda, is like you're saying, you're saying how you have no agenda and to like what came up after like you said that was like it's but it is it's an agenda of the heart, you know, like and there's like this innate heart centered agenda, which to me, like whenever you're coming from that genuine space of love and wanting others to find belonging and connection in themselves and each other, like. Oh my God! (laughs) It doesn't get any better than that. Like it's naturally going to be a space where everybody wins on infinite levels, and I think like we forget that because we live in a society that then you know, and it's not just the wellness industry or the spiritual practice industry or um, the publicist industry or whatever the music and it's it's you know like largely the society values. Um, entitlement and immediacy and the mind and it doesn't value the heart and so like I don't fault anyone who's like kind of operating from that space of entitlement and superiority because like that's how we're trained you know and I've certainly had my moments and days and times of being superior and righteous in my own right Um, totally and now I just feel Such gratitude because I think like you know, what I've learned is as I get as I as I center into my heart and I become really clear on how I want to feel and who I want to connect with, it's actually very easy. It's when I'm in my head about it that it doesn't manifest because the heart is so much more powerful. Um, and it's like being with people like you and Casey that remind me of that, of just the power of heart-centered connection. And so um, I think it's just so amazing what you're doing. It's so beautiful.
2: Thank you. I love that term heart centered connection. That's so important. Um, no, thank you so much for the kind words. it's it's hard because I feel like at times, I feel like women coming to my events might be a little bit more difficult than going to an actual networking event where there is an agenda. You know, you can plan your one minute spiel in your head and have your name tag ready and then just go home. Whereas these events, you know, I really try to encourage women to show up and be vulnerable and, you know, be ready for maybe I have goosebumps now because some <laughs> of these, events, I mean, they end in like spilling your heart out and like really, really connecting over. Like, oh my gosh. Like the, the goosebumps.
0: I, can't I love it. Out.
2: No, it, I mean, I get emotional over it because I I feel like I have connected with some of my now closest friends as an adult um, through this community, which, you know, I'm really hoping provides the same for the women who are a part of it. But yeah, it's, it's brave to step into that space and be ready to be vulnerable and be ready to be open. However, all the women who are there are also, you know, in the same boat. So it's a
0: little bit more comforting. That is so actually, when you said that, that, that hit home with me because I like my anxiety brain. Like I'm so open about, you know, struggling, dealing with anxiety since being a little tiny tot. And so I, um, it, it's interesting when I like a agenda, like that makes my anxiety happy. Cause I'm like, I know what I'm doing from here to here and here to here. And then we're going to go do this. And I like, and there are events that I think have to run that way, depending on what you're doing and what you want to, you know, what you've got going on. But from also the perspective of Heather and I having gone through two retreats where we also at that time felt like that was missing in because we were going to so many of these blogging events. And like I said, like you're learning about blogging. So yeah, there are workshops. There are things that you want to get better at. But then it was like, what were we missing? We felt like was that pour your heart out connection to these people that are truly pouring their heart out and sharing their stories on their blog. So why wouldn't we want to, you know, do that in real life with each other? And so, and when we did our retreat, it was like, that was happening. And that was, and even though we had an agenda, we also still were like, people were spilling what they needed to work on. And that changed us so much so you getting goosebumps I completely understand like what you're saying because that feeling of after that event or after that workshop or after somebody talks about something that they've never been able to talk about before and they do it in front of that group of that vulnerability like you've truly provided an outlet for them to feel comfortable and for them to have that moment and without that would that have ever come out of them I don't know you know, and so I think that these are so needed and what you're doing is so needed. And it's, and it can happen in so many different states and cities. And it can be, it can be, you know, five people or 500 people. It's, it's, you can really do this in so many places. And so what I, what was interesting when we, when you, when you guys, we did the um, Self-Love Sunday, um, there was a lot you could feel of people with such similar, similar struggles in their life, but completely opposite backgrounds or current job or what we do for a living. Like, and all of us came together with that common, these common struggles. So my question to you would be, at least I know in Heather and I's life, we had to hit bottom before we could really try to build up from there. And, and, and a lot of times I think when you go through something or when you, you know, face a struggle in your life, it really does on the other end, set you up to help people that might be going through the same thing. Or if you look at it with that, with through that glass, instead of you know, instead of like, Oh, poor me. It's like, Oh, now I'm stronger because of this. What can I do to help others? So was there ever a turning point? And if you don't want to get like too deep, you don't have to, but if there was ever a turning point for you that something happened that kind of like pivoted you into being like, I'm going to help people now because of, of struggling with this or dealing with this kind of a thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, you know, I had already had girl power up and running by the time I you know my the the pivoting point in my head that I'm thinking about right now um when I started Girl Power I saw it you know it has obviously evolved from where it started um I think it went in the beginning I was you know I was concerned not concerned but I was kind of wrapped up in seeing how many people I can pack into a room and um you know, just, you know, giving people a chance to get out and like meet new people. Yes, that's all great and good. That's kind of where we started. But it wasn't until I hit rock bottom, that I realized I needed to shift the emphasis of what Girl Power Projects actually was, which is getting deep and being transparent and getting vulnerable. And it's less about, you know, what you're wearing to the event, than what you're bringing to the table emotionally and, um, as support for the other women there. Um, so in April of 2018, um, my anxiety and depression just got the lowest it's ever been. I ended up in the hospital after a a string of panic attacks. And that's when I like really realized something needs to change, whether it's how I'm running my business, how I am managing my time, you know, the people I'm bringing into this circle and what their energy is, and it really was just a huge, huge wake up call. And I think from there, Girl Power Projects, honestly, completely shifted. I stopped worrying about, you know, how many people would work coming to events and really focused on the idea that the people who were coming to these events were there for a very specific reason, whether it was like you said, five people or 500 people, it honestly does not matter. Um, but I think I kind of just, you know, when you start a business, you want to be really good at it. You want people to like you. It's, it's very difficult to like, kind of move past that mentality and just accept the really good, the really bad and everything in between when you're running a business. Um, so yeah, that honestly was my biggest shift. And I don't think it's weird to credit that really, really low time in my life, to where Girl Power Projects is now, but it's, it honestly was the turning point. If that answers I can question. see how they're going <laughs> like this.
0: I was gonna, I thought she was gonna
1: say something. <laughs> I was like, go girl, go. No, I just, I think it's really beautiful and and um, so true. I, I was just, I was chatting with my wife yesterday and we were, we were speaking about <clears throat> just, uh, you know the usual things that we speak about just like um what's your going cat. on in the world and your cat our cats yeah that, that <laughs> was that was why I was late today we're gonna
0: put her in the cat's Instagram in the show notes don't worry <laughs> oh this
1: cat this cat is just so special. she's
0: amazing Shakti oh I love
1: that she's just like this giant fluff ball of love and play and you just like look at her and you start laughing because she's just Got this playful joyful aura to her she's just so special um so yeah so so my wife Nick and I we were chatting and um and we were talking about like how like just sort of like playing with the question of like what what would how would our life and society and relationships shift if we if we honored like these moments and these periods in our life because we all have them of um, you know the lows or the dips um, as part of our soul's path that like these are not in the way that they are the way that they are like an inroad um, as part of our soul's growth and not that it, it not to like bypass the pain and the lived experience of what we have all experienced with in terms of anxiety and depression and mental health but just more so to give it context because because that's what everyone ends up saying, essentially, is like, this was totally part of my path, you know, and, um, and, and, you know, I know some people, I can hear it, like, people be like, that's so Pollyanna, and I totally get that, I'm not saying everyone needs to believe that, or buy into that at all, Um, but it's just so beautiful to, to have that perspective, because I, I think that these moments, and these times in our life are here uh, to grow us, and they're, they're part of our path, and, and, it, wisdom is, is experience. So like, we have to go through it so that when we're helping people and supporting people through that exact experience or sort of an offshoot of that experience, there's that like, like, you know, when you're working with someone and, the, and you can just feel it in their energy when they've been through that thing too. Um, and it doesn't have to be said with words. It's just an energy that you feel and you sense and you're like, okay, like they get it they get it. Um, and it's so different than working with someone who hasn't been through it. Cause you can just feel that extra sense. So, um, I just really like, think you're super inspiring and I honor you and just like, thanks for showing up for your life in like an epic way, because it's just really beautiful to see how now that's rippling out. And, um, and just like how this, this experience really catapulted you into a whole new, um freedom of expression with with girl power projects it's really awesome
2: thank you that's so kind i and i can say the same for both of you it's i'm I'm sure you understand this as well it takes so much hard work to learn how to be mindful of you know these lows that we're going through you know if we even have just a a low week anxiety wise You know, taking that as a sign to slow down and ask yourself, what do you need? And then throwing that back in your business because chances are someone that you're connecting with or who is in your community needs that same thing. Right. And it it, honestly it has taken me it has taken me like five years to really get into the mindset of recognizing when I'm in a funk, when I'm going through something, and how to turn that. I mean. I will credit my anxiety to probably some of my best ideas <laughs> because, you know, my head keeps running and running and spinning. And then I ask myself, what do I need in this moment? And how do I, you know, carry that into my businesses? And it's, I'm thankful for those moments, you know, when we're going through it, it's really, really shitty. But um, yeah, thankful for the low oh, moments. So it's true. Good. That's so and true because sometimes it's oh, go ahead, like sorry, go
0: ahead, Heather. Oh no, that's okay, Ben. Do you wanna go? No, I was just gonna say that's your daughter over there, right? Amanda? I'm like Willow is her name. Hi, Willow. <laughs> you are sweet sorry. as can be. <laughs> you have hair like your mama. Oh, yes. Amanda has <laughs> the most beautiful curly hair. Like, oh girl. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> go ahead, Heather. <laughs>
1: No, it's okay. I love, I love that. I think like sometimes too, it's like what we think is anxiety is energy that we're aware of. That's not even ours that it's like, especially when we're, um, here to be, you know, supporting folks through, you know, fill in the blank. It's like, I know I had this experience this morning of like, I felt like there was like an earthquake in my solar plexus. And I was just kind of like centering my awareness in that energy center. And, you know, I was just like, okay, if you could speak, what would you say? And it was just like making me aware of this particular um, client that was going through something. Right. And so often it's like, we, we take that stuff on and are like, oh, that's all mine. And sometimes it is ours. It's not like an either, or we have to discern for ourselves, but you know, I, that's just such a beautiful point. Cause it's like, sometimes it's. It's not necessarily anxiety. It's just like, it's intense energy that we're aware of that we can tap into. That's a creative project that we can use to serve. And then it's like, oh, right. Okay. And I just, that's such a brilliant point.
2: It's so crazy. Um, I've been working lately with a body confidence coach, and we've been talking about how our anxiety and our triggers are not actually...
0: (laughs) What does she have to contribute? <laughs> She's the next, the next girl power project. Loves girl power. She loves girl power. Get on
2: in here, yeah. Willow. <laughs> um, but we're learning about how these triggers and anxieties I are girl
0: power.
2: are usually always, um, they're the thoughts of others. They're not the thoughts of ours. You know what I mean? Um, and we take on those energies and we take on those anxieties and that is what fuels our anxiety, which... You really have to get into the mindset.
0: <laughs> He's
2: so much it. color; it's amazing. I, I mean, we don't have a babysitter today, so this is what it's, it's at. This is, this, life, is, this is
1: We're real life, y'all. Real life for like true to you,
0: chats, baby. No
2: filters on this thing.
0: <laughs> we live in the house, everybody. <laughs>
2: but I'm sure you ladies could relate to this. You know, hosting retreats and having clients. You know how much it takes to hold space for other people and how you take that time after either hosting an event or hosting a a retreat or working with a client to you know separate the energies what's your energy and what are those you know the other people's energies and I, I don't I mean I don't know about you but after an event or after a camping trip for girl power I just have to you know have alone time and quiet time and you know just time to myself to really decompress because holding space for that long for so many you know more than two people is so difficult
0: mm-hmm. it's so, so true draining. it's
2: so amazing but it's so draining
0: and that's so this year is the year that i Aw, you are just a oh gorgeous my God. Little being Hi, Willow. oh my gosh <laughs> amanda I cannot even realize she's so cute um this this year was the year that I finally put a label, not like a label, like it's it's me, but it's like finally realized I was an empath. Like Heather could have said that years ago, but I, I also, I knew what empathy was and I knew I had it, but I could not figure out why I felt the way others were feeling or why I was taking on symptoms of other people or why I was making their stories be my stories and why I needed a day of nothing before I started my week again or else I was completely off for the week and I was like come on Casey like you're a hard worker you own your own business let's go like you needed a rally like you're fine and that's like the the athlete the athlete brain in me right like you're fine let's go you're fine get up but really when I started working with a therapist again she was like you are literally taking everybody's everything and making it your own. And then this is where the anxiety is coming in because you want to either fix them or help them or you're up at night because you are thinking about what they're thinking about. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like it was almost like this moment of discovery for me. And the other part of it that I really picked up on what we were talking about, which I think I'm in a a title this podcast would be maybe like turning anxiety into purpose would be my so I started going to acupuncture that was like step one for me I was like okay so I wasn't starting therapy yet I, I the pandemic didn't happen yet like all of this stuff wasn't happening and I thought I need something for myself but I'm not willing to give up everything else I'm doing but I need to do something for myself And so I started going to acupuncture thinking it was going to be this like magical, they're going to put the needles in me and I'm going to feel perfect and we're going to be good and it's going to be fine. And so that's how it started, which is very funny because clients come to me to work out with me thinking that they're just going to look better or, you know, have their goals overnight. And then really it becomes such a deeper relationship with the journey of what we're on. right? And I know that, but in her, and it was funny, the, the, my acupuncture has the, kindest most gentle voice and then I come in there and I'm like a tiger and I'm like you know and I like (laughs) I just feel like she has to decompress after me and we only talk for like seven minutes and then I lay down the rest of the time but she still needs to decompress the energies right so we're talking the one day and again this is before discovering all of this stuff about myself and I'm like I just feel like my anxiety brain is spin 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 and I can't get it to and she's like You need, we need to work together on channeling that energy into production, like into your purpose, into your work ethic, because you are separating them. Like you have the work ethic of like, get up and go, don't stop, hustle, let's go. But then you don't, that energy is still over here hanging out and it's not being used to that. It's being used to spin in your head. So if we can- get that energy it's not a bad thing take that energy and use it elsewhere and that was the first time that was ever brought up to me like i was i was like wow well, i never thought that i could use that anxiety energy to push myself into a new project or to push myself into you know something new like this podcast or you know whatever it may be and so it's so interesting how that comes up for all of us in completely different ways of channeling those high intense maybe moments into okay where can I then take this energy and maybe it's decompressing or maybe it's cleaning or maybe it's you know it can go in different ways but for me it's like why not use that to your your production and your output and you know taking that energy and doing something with it and so it was like I'm 31 and that just Hey, like it just was brought up into my life, like a whole new world, like, oh, I can use this anxiety brain for something other than being anxious. Like, that's awesome. You know?
1: Right. Yeah. And then it's like, there's that reframe where it's like, oh, well then it, it's not even anxiety. It's just energy. Right. Cause I think yeah. like it's sometimes like sometimes sure. Like, I think it's helpful to call it anxiety. And I also think like, when we feel intense energy, our, our go-to is to call it anxiety and to be like, what's wrong with me, you know? And and like I, what I love so much about what you've both shared is like it shows, and I, again, like I experienced this too is that it shows like if we can neutralize the label. Cause I think like the sort of like individualistic intrapsychic psychic like thing in our society is like we have to get to the immediate root cause and the why. and And if we just, if we look at it as energy that's present And we ask questions like you were referring to Amanda and you too, Casey, um, with your therapist and stuff. It's like, then we can, we can like also like release the need to like label it as anything. And we can use our own innate intelligence to be like, oh, like this creative project or, oh, like I need a nap or, you know, rather than I'm anxious, I need be and just kind of like spin out. And then the other part I think that sort of came up too is like, um, and this is this is such such a pattern for me that I have been, uh, I'm infinitely better at and truly like still working through is the pattern of over-responsibility. Um, mm. Like, and that's what, uh, you know, you started speaking to Amanda with just sort of like feeling burnt out from holding space. And then you case of like, you know, like you were saying, like the anxiety brain going through like your clients and stuff. And I think like, especially as women, um, and women identifying people and non-binary folks too, um, more so than those who are men and male identifying, it's like, we get, we just feel like we are responsible for everyone. We're responsible for everyone's emotions. We're responsible for their feelings. We're responsible for all of the shit. And like, what I've noticed is like, as I have become and continue to become like more aware of that and how it's playing out in my relationships, I don't get burnt out because like, I'm not taking on the shit of other people. It's just a conscious choice of like, I'm not responsible for them. I'm responsible to them as, you know, a friend, as a, as a coach, as a wife, in terms of like showing up. integrity with myself and and with love but like beyond that it's on you girl (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and it's like the most freeing thing um and so yeah and I think like it's so widely accepted to be over responsible and it shows up in these subtle and covert ways that like we don't even see it until (laughs) it's like Oh shit! I'm really tired, and I mm-hmm. I shouldn't be. <laughs> like, what is going on here? You know?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, something that I've been practicing, and again, it's so difficult, but um, not giving your anxiety like a name. You know what I mean? Like, you are not your anxiety. And I like what you said of calling like your anxiety or, you know, your funks, just energy, just call it energy and say, you know, my energy's off today. Not I'm anxious because you are not anxious. That does not define you. However, your energy may be off and turn it around, throw that energy into being productive. I love that you brought that up. Um, and ask yourself, like, what do you need right now? And how do you turn that energy into something creative or something positive? Um, It's so important. But again, it's really different. Like it takes a lot of work to get into that mindset. It really does.
0: And that's, I think the, the common, this is why I wanted to start a freaking podcast because I, I know a handful of people that I've already brought on this show that, you know, that I am lucky enough to be like, Hey, Like, I can text you and be like, let's get you on the podcast. Like, that is so cool. Right. But the most interesting thing is that, like, we obviously we podcasted with Jordan, who obviously Amanda knows Jordan. It's such a small world because Jordan and I went to high school together, playing the same soccer team. She's going to be the pod in the podcast episode before Amanda, but they have connected through Pittsburgh and like what they're doing. And I love like seeing all that go down with the people that I truly feel if I could like look back in high school and be like, these are like real genuine girls, like their energy were always so good, would be Jordan, Amanda, like these people that I'm bringing on and to see them connecting is so amazing and what they're able to do together. But the common theme with me, with Heather, with Sam, with Amanda, with Jordan, with everyone else that I've brought on this podcast is that we have all all started what we've done, from something that we've gone through, something that at the time you wanted to wish away and be like, I don't want this. I remember looking at the wall when I was like 11 and, and talking to the wall, not even kidding, my yellow walls because who paints their walls yellow? I do. And I'm like the most anxious <laughs> color you can paint, let's paint it on the wall, bright yellow, right? So I am like yellow room staring at the wall and being like, God, why me? Why me at 11 years old? like like pleading to my yellow wall about why do I have to have anxiety? Why do I have to deal with this? Why do I have to go to therapy? Why is it me? Why did you pick me? You know? And I remember then being so like, you're so alone and you feel like nothing's ever going to come from it. And you're just stuck. And I remember thinking it was going to be my whole life. It was like over, like, this is it. Cause I'm going to have this the rest of my life and it's going to be horrible. And now I look back and I'm like, shit, man, we have all, we all, that has totally propelled us into wanting to help other people and wanting to show like our true story and be like, listen, I hit a shitty time, but look what I've been able to create from it. And that's what you were doing. Amanda, you went through anxiety. You went through panic attacks. You went through, you know, things in your life that cultivated into this. I want to make a change. I want to, you know, make a substantial change, not just how many people can come into my workshops, But now I'm seeing, oh shit, everyone needs some space that's safe, that we can all go and realize that we are a lot more similar than we are different. And I think that the fact that you're doing that is just so needed. It's needed.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Side note, I remember those yellow walls. (laughs) Do you? you In your childhood bedroom, I remember. Um, remember the yellow walls, um, but no, I, I think you know it kind of makes you think back on like I'll just use social media as an example like, who are you following on social media, and can you tell that their business has been you know started from the heart, or is it you know kind of feeling inauthentic? And I think that's something that we have to also be mindful of, like, as consumers, as people who take on clients, um you know people who are starting these businesses do they start them from a point in their life where they felt very very low or are they starting it just because they think that's what they should be doing you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah. and i think we have to be super mindful of that as you know people who are taking this in on social media or taking on new clients who are we following who are we purchasing from um but it's, it's so apparent that everyone that who you've been able to connect with and who you've had on the show, um, that they are running these heartfelt, you know, like businesses from the heart.
0: Mm-hmm. It feels good. That I love that like tagline businesses from the heart. Yes. Yes. Literally, if like we could just take me, Heather, you, Jordan, all the other people I've had on this podcast, and we just do a big old workshop and everyone come together and cry and laugh and hug when we're allowed to and just, you know, go for it. And I think that what I'd love to, this has been so amazing. And I feel like we're already at like 50 minutes, which flew by cause I just want to chat all the time. <laughs> but what I'd love to to kind of wrap up with is your next, so you, I love watching you evolve and what you're doing. And I, and we're going to tell everyone where they can find you and get get connected to you. Um, but your next thing you're doing this girl power wild is so awesome. And so up Heather and I, alley. and I recently just like, I, so many of my favorite moments in life have been like going on a walk with somebody or like hiking with someone. Cause I, a lot of times when I start with a client, sometimes we'll just meet at the track and walk because I feel that movement really opens people up and instead of just sitting in like your stagnant. Space. like we're moving and opening and allowing things so if you want to talk a little bit about what you're up to next because you're evolving girl and we're yeah. watching and we're cheering it on and we want to help you and be a part of it and I can't wait to come back to Pittsburgh and we can like connect and you know, know. do something I know I'm so excited well first of all I love that idea of
2: doing something all of us together that would be so yeah. amazing but yes. yeah, so Girl Power Wild. We launched Girl Power Wild about two months ago. Um, obviously, it is a pivot. Due to the coronavirus, you know, most of our events are held in person and indoors. So that isn't happening right now. Um, so my husband, who was like, he was on a camping trip, he was like, you need to do something. Like, you love camping. You love rafting. You love hiking. You love doing all these things. Why don't you... Take the girls and girl power and do that same thing. And I was like, no one's gonna want to go camping with me. You know, no one's gonna want to do that. But I put it out there and our first camping trip sold out within like a few minutes, which is so amazing. But oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Awesome. Congratulations. That's yeah. so
1: awesome.
2: They've been these trips. I mean, I I've stated a few times on social media that like Girl Power Wild just feels so aligned with who I have evolved into these past three years, how I see Girl Power projects evolving. Um in a few different ways. You know, I feel like women of all different body types and backgrounds are not represented when it comes to (laughs) (laughs)
0: true to you chats, baby. True to you chats. Willow is (laughs) back.
2: I feel um you know women of different shapes and sizes aren't represented when it comes to outdoor recreation like camping hiking biking all these things you know when you look on social media um at these different brands and companies it's a lot of very fit white women and I want women to know that you know the outdoors is for everybody with a body so um we're making it approachable we're making it fun um a little bit bougie at times but you know
0: (laughs) Cause we truly um, want to so- camp. We want to go glamping. Like, I want to go, like, I'm not going to lie. I, I went on a camping trip where I've had to poop. Like they, they told us we were going to have to poop in a hole and all of us were literally freaking out and took a modium. So we wouldn't have to poop around our friends. And then we, it was a college trip and then we got to the campsite and there was a freaking outhouse and our professor lied to us. So all of us had stomach cramps all night. Cause we took a modium cause we wouldn't want to poop around each other. Anyway, so I digress. I love to glamp. Like, give me a hike, but like, give me like also some comfort. And I don't know. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yes.
2: I mean, we sleep in tents, but we provide charcuterie grazing boards and mimosas and fancy things like that. So hell yeah. Um, okay. there's bathroom. There's a very nice bathroom, so it's all good. But um, it just feels really right, and I feel like the girls. You know, you're you're signing up likely not knowing anyone who will be there that weekend. And again, it's, you know, taking a look at yourself and being ready to be vulnerable and to make these friendships. I mean, you sign up as a stranger, you know, to go camp with 15 other women. And what I loved about these trips is, you know, it's kind of turned into our tagline, you know, arrive as strangers, leave as um, leave as sisters. So, You know, you're spending 48 hours with these women in the woods. The other thing is, we don't have service, which is a blessing. Yeah. Really forces women to just put their phones down. Like, okay, if you want to take an Instagram story of my beautiful grazing board, that's perfect. But Mm -hmm. also put the phones down, disconnect, and really just enjoy, you know, like the silence, the smells, everything that nature has to provide for us, which, you know, mother nature is the most aesthetically pleasing backdrop you can have. So I love it. It's been so amazing.
0: Yeah. I want to go on one of those, Heather. You want to go with me? (laughs) I'm so in. It's so true what you said though. And I love that because I think, you know, in the fitness industry too, like it's, we want, we want more representation. Like we want to cheer. Every body has a place and it's like, the way that I would run my personal training, like you walk through the doors and like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, just come in and move. And it's like, let's connect as human beings. And that's something that has always been so prevalent in my life and what, like, I don't, like, I just want to connect with people and everyone can help each other. And to, but to have a, a specific place that's like, hey, like you are capable of hiking in the woods and, ha- and, and opening up and being vulnerable. everybody's capable of moving. I love that. It's like everybody has a has a place there and that is just so it's just so needed and it I think it just helps break down the walls for people and be like, we are all humans. We're all humans and we all can move and moving is such a a um, it's just such a huge piece of who we are like movement in all different ways whether you're lifting a freaking heavy ass bar or you're walking through the woods and you're talking about things that is therapeutic, no matter which way you look at it. And so you finding the way that works for you, and maybe in a way that you never thought like hiking in the woods might be very uncomfortable for somebody, but doing yoga might be very comfortable for them. So it's like doing something different and you might even find a whole new side of yourself that you didn't even realize because you're putting yourself into a an uncomfortable situation that you wouldn't have necessarily put yourself into and so i think that you offering that is just so amazing like i'm just like oh i want to be amanda and like do all this stuff like it's so <laughs> it's so amazing amanda and i'm just so like proud of you and there just needs to be more amandas in the world that's so nice no thank you you guys are you guys are so kind with all the comments oh my- <laughs> but it's like how often do you get to sit welcome to the love fest (laughs) oh my gosh but like how often do you get to sit and chat with people and tell them to their face on the computer like what you see from the outside because I know Heather and I it's like you get so into the into the the go 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 of your own life and your own circle that you you don't realize what other people see you as or what other people are getting from you or learning from you and sometimes you feel like no one's listening. And then all of a sudden you sit with someone and you're like, (laughs) I listen, like I'm hearing you, what you're doing is amazing. And sometimes it's like, that's what you need to be like, oh shit. Okay. People are listening. I need to, I need to keep going. Like even if it's one person, five people, whatever, like even the workshop you held that one Sunday, that changed me. me, that helped me, that helped me through that time. And I think that, you know, things are just put into our lives at different times for different reasons. And so, what you're doing is amazing. And I, so tell everyone where they can find you because now we're at an hour and I knew it was going to be an hour because we're, we can just talk all day, but tell everyone where they can find you. We'll bring Amanda back on whenever, like we, I just want to bring everyone back on all the time. So we'll just, (laughs) we'll chat again and it'll be amazing, but tell everyone where they can find you. And if they're interested in, obviously we'll put everything in the show notes, but if they're interested in taking your workshops or doing things like I'll be sharing about what you do. I love to share what you do. You put out amazing content too. So, um, yeah, Thank where you. can they find you?
2: Yeah, so you can find us on on social media at Girl Power Projects, um, no vowel. So G R L P W R. You can find
1: Willow at Willow Girl Power. Willow is being girl power wild, and it's I awesome. Love it. I love
2: it. But <laughs> uh, girl power wild. Um we also have some other social media accounts but you'll find them on our main page. We have a Facebook group where you can join in on conversations as well. Um, but yeah, as far as events go, right now we're really just holding down in the woods. And then um, you can also find us virtually. We host virtual workshops as well.
0: And that's where we should totally link up the three of us. Hello. I would love that so much we could do we have so many ideas I don't want to bore everybody with them now but we got to keep some surprises out there and Willow's freaking beautiful you are beautiful girlfriend um so once we stop recording I'll like I'll be like this idea just popped into my head so get ready but we're going to leave everyone hanging here and they don't know what's coming but something's coming so thank you guys so much for joining in amanda you are amazing and please everyone go follow amanda make sure you follow girl power project thanks heather for joining us in this conversation
1: thanks for having me amanda you're seriously it's so beautiful and inspiring and just thank you for the work that you do especially the inclusivity piece it's so necessary and you're amazing
0: Yeah! Yeah.
1: (laughs) What's better than children's laughter, by the way? Oh,
0: nothing better. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you in the next
1: show. Hi, love you.